This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back to the John Katz Matidis Cats at Night Show. Now on the line for us, Ambassador John Bolton. He served as the President's National Security Advisor from 2018 and through through 19, as well as Ambassador to the UN. Welcome back to Cats at Night, Ambassador. Glad to be back with you. So where do you want to start? Well, we have a new prime minister in uh, the United Kingdom, and it's uh, actually developed very quickly since the resignation of Liz Truss. I think markets are kind of back in order now, and uh, we'll, we'll see whether the new government uh, can get can get the country back on track. I'm, I'm relatively optimistic. I think it's especially important given the continuing war in Ukraine, where under Boris Johnson and under Liz Truss, however briefly, the, the Brits were really taking a very leading position on it. So uh, lots at stake for the U.S. whenever there's turmoil in the politics of Great Britain. But I think uh, within the Conservative Party, they appear to have solved it, at least for now. Uh, tell us, I don't remember, uh, of what background is this new prime minister to be? Well, in, in Boris Johnson's government, he was uh, chancellor of the exchequer. And uh, before that, he had uh, been at Goldman Sachs in, in uh, private business in Britain. And uh, I think is generally recognized as being uh, very sharp on financial matters. He's not going to pursue the tax cutting policies of Liz Truss. And uh, personally, I think that's actually what the Brits need to get the economy uh, moving, but but he's a very solid guy, and I think the the main political point here is the Conservative Party really uh, is under pressure to unite behind him because otherwise, if they have to face another general election, the Labour Party could win, and who knows what that would mean for Britain? We'll be in deeper crap. Um, exactly. Yeah, Ambassador, uh, where do you where do we want to go from Great Britain? We understand. I think the American people understand Great Britain. We, we're willing to give this person a chance. We hope he succeeds. Uh, where do we go from here? China. I was what say, the heck go is going the on? Yeah. Look, uh, what's happened is the twentieth uh, uh, Congress of the Communist Party has concluded. They have given almost total authority to uh, their leader Xi Jinping. He's now in effect, ruler of China for as long as he wants. Uh, He has more power than any Chinese leader since Mao Zedong. Uh, He has made it clear he's going to get not only political control over China, he's going to re-centralize economic control. You could see the Chinese stocks and the Hong Kong exchange tanked today uh, as investors size up what that means. 20%. Yeah. So that's uh, it makes the makes the market turmoil in Britain sort of pale by comparison. But it's also the case this now worries uh, our friends all along uh, East Asia and South Asia that was Xi Jinping now unchallenged to the point where he sent off stage the former president of China two two terms, 10 years, just let off. Uh, almost like he was being arrested. There's no doubt Xi's in charge, and and he gave several very belligerent speeches over the past week, particularly with respect to Taiwan. So I think we've got real trouble in that direction. Uh, I, I, you know, my sources have said to me that the fact is that since Washington passed the new uh, laws uh, lending money to build new chip uh, facilities in in America. Right, the, the the new legislation. Fifty billion dollars. What did uh, Chuck Schumer do? Fifty billion was it, or two fifty? Well, it was it was a lot of billions. That's for sure. It's yes. not it's not clear to me. That's the best way to go. But well, it is clear to me that we've got to get uh, ourselves separated from China. I'll give you uh, my on. intelligence. 
My intelligence is that the Chinese will allow us to, to build those new facilities. And when we finish building them, because they don't want to put us out of business, we're good customers. Then they're going to take over Taiwan. Well, we can't well, let them the, take the over timing, Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, the timing of, uh, of what Xi Jinping does with respect to Taiwan is absolutely critical. The leading manufacturer of semiconductors in the world. I mean, we are utterly dependent on that supply coming from uh, Taiwan. And, you know, it was actually the first chip manufacturing facility there was built by Texas Instruments 50 years ago. And uh, they did it because of cheap labor costs. And uh, it's too bad we didn't bring some of that back before. John, John this is Pete King. Go ahead, Peter. You know, beyond the public hey, statements, is the Biden administration behind the scenes telling China they cannot attack Taiwan? That that is Only it? until we finish our chip factories. Well, let's say even then, at any what time. What do you think you passed the law for? No, at any time. Uh, it was trying to realize well, that doing that really is uh, crossing a line. Well, I, I hope that's what they're doing. Uh, but I tell you, I have to say, I am afraid, and I have been from the beginning of the administration with John Kerry as the climate change negotiator, that dealing with China on global warming is more important to the Biden administration than anything else. I'm very worried about that, because if that's your overriding consideration, Taiwan just, get, uh, just gets lost in the shuffle. And another interesting development unrelated to China that emerged today is opposition to Biden's Ukraine policy from the left wing of the Democratic Party. And I think this is an interesting split, and it worries me, especially about China, because the people who want Biden to dial it back with respect to support for Ukraine are going to be the same people who say dial it back with respect to Taiwan. Well, there's a lot of it's a lot of smelly things going on between Ukraine and Russia and uh, Ambassador uh, I don't know if you got the the, the nose for it. Or, uh, what's going on between Russia and uh, the Ukraine right now? Because I understand a lot of the things we're sending over to Ukraine is depleting our arms. Well, the estimates I've seen, for example, for the supply of javelins is that we have uh, sent and we're going to get paid for it, but we've sent about one third of our total stockpile of uh, Javelin. So I hope the Biden administration is working to resume production so we can get our stockpile built back up. And honestly, it shows how inadequate our stockpile was to begin with. This is an eight, eight month war in Ukraine, and we've already used up a third of our entire Javelin supply. It's really incredible when you think about it. But John, we have to continue that support though, right? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm just saying what we need is a bigger military budget all the way around because we've got threats on a global basis. And uh, uh, I think this is just another example of the Biden administration not having a strategic picture here. I think the real risk in the near term is that Putin wants to use the coming winter and the potential uh, natural gas shortage in Europe to put political pressure on Germany, on France, and others, and win diplomatically what so far he cannot win militarily. Ambassador, you're one smart guy. Stay on top of the situation between Putin and uh, Zelensky and, uh, because there's stuff going on that, that some of my people are telling me are uh, strange. I think we have to stay with Zelensky, though. He is fighting the most, one of the most evil countries in the world. Uh, Peter? Don't swallow everything they tell you. No, I, I, I have sources, too, with the intelligence okay. community. I think it's important to stand with Zelensky. Well, uh, and uh, one last thing I want to talk to the ambassador about before we take a break is uh, the Amer- you don't find this on the front pages of any 
newspapers. But the Chinese are buying crude oil from Russia. Now they're refining it in their uh, in their refineries and shipping it and supplying Europe. But it's the Russian oil. We're just yeah, paying the markup. Right. The markup between Russia buying it direct from them. Europe is paying the markup. So China, who needs the money, can make us some additional money. Absolutely. Look, China's got Russia's back on this war in Ukraine, uh, buying oil, buying natural gas. I think Russian financial institutions under U.S. and European Union sanctions are laundering their money through Chinese banks. Uh, and China's happy to do it. They're making money off of it. And I'll tell you, they expect the same thing from Russia. If they get uh, into some kind of hostilities over Taiwan, they've got they've got an entente between the two of them. I think it's going to grow. I think Iran is going to be part of it. North Korea, obviously, is a part of it. The very dangerous development out there. And, uh, you know, you don't always get to pick the places where your interests are challenged. And we might not have picked Ukraine, but but that's that's where the threat is right now. Uh, And and the lesson that the that the aggressors need to learn is we're not going to tolerate it. Ambassador uh, uh, John Bolton, thank you so much, and thank you for staying on top of things. And and we hope to talk to you in the next few days, and uh, we'll we'll talk again. I'll be there ready for you. Thank you so much, Ambassador. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.